And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Episode 203 of Panelology. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. Hello. That is literally the first time I did it right. That is. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I was prepared to jump in with an and and say and I almost forgot how to intro this podcast. (laughs) Because that was that hesitation before I spoke. (laughs) Brian is not with us because Brian is having old man problems. Poor thing. We wish him a speedy recovery. Indeed. Um, But it's not the virus going around, and that's why I mention it. (laughs) No, I need a shirt. Like, I I need a shirt for walking around every time I cough or sneeze or anything. It just says it's chronic. Yes, but can you get it with, like, Snoop Dogg's face on it? I I probably fucking can. I bet you I can, actually. (laughs) I think it's more likely to get it with Snoop Dogg's face on it than without. Follow-up question. Would it be better with Martha Stewart's? Yes. (laughs) Literally. Really, yes. It's Martha Stewart's face and it says I'm with Chronic. <laughs> uh, Chronic is a totally different person. Anyway. Yeah, that's fair. That's did did fair. you hear about the um, people? In, I can't remember. Like, I think it was senators. I think it was actually senators who traded off all their stocks right before the stock market fell. It was because two of them were from fucking Georgia. Oh, good. Yeah, great. I feel like Martha Stewart was like, welcome to my fucking kitchen, bitches. Oh, yeah. You want to see the yeah. biggest motherfucker on the playground? It's me today. We're not going to get me started on any of that. Not. No. Nah. Want to get into comments? Awful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to just smash that eject button from that conversation. Something is killing the children. <laughs> Number six, start of a new arc. This fucking book is so good. We only I... got... Go ahead. No, you. You were very excited. I feel like every issue of this book, I'm like, well, it can't constantly keep getting better. And this one does... And it's almost all just conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We got the tiniest little glimpse into the whatever organization Erica Slaughter is a part of. The House of Slaughter. The House of Slaughter. And I need so much more. I need every bit of this. I need it. Like, we we knew that they were going to be dicks, right? Otherwise, she wouldn't be so, uh, her, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. No, I did not expect them to be, like, kind and nurturing. Right, no. First of all, they fucking fight monsters. Second of all, it's a big crime family. It's like a big crime family. That's exactly what it reminds me of. With possessed stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that the octopus is a demon thingy a monster thingy i kind of i mean we saw the big shape outline thingy dude but i kind of thought it was gonna be like a person's soul that just was it sounds like there is a monster like bound into her childhood stuffed animal right yeah that is where i read it at this point yeah so what's happening in this one is the kid's name is james right i think so James is in the hospital. Tommy is worried that he's going to get in trouble for shooting James. The cops are trying to cover up the fact that there's a bunch of fucking dead kids in a cave, but they also have to remove the bodies. And Erica is befriending a tiny little child. Which is just the best part of this book. The best. I kind of hate that we didn't get to see what her house drawing looks like. I mean, other than scary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
But I love that you flip the page and it's just, next panel, here's the house. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a scary house. Yeah, it does. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, like, so much of this issue is people talking through the fallout of the first arc. Right. And, like, I love the stuff between the sheriff and the deputy because it's so much, oh, I am pulled in on this thing and I fucking hate it, but I can't say so. So all I can do is be a dick to my deputy and be like, no, you take a break. Yeah, you you have a concussion. Go home. Yeah. Who got to you? The only place we have to lay out these bodies are on the field where the kids play dodgeball at school, but I guess we've got enough death around here that that's just normal now. Right. I love how they say, you know, this is going to fuck up these kids for life, and they're like, well, it is their siblings, so it's already fucking them up. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And they already were. So, terrible. That's terrible, and I love it. Terrible. But it's an amazing book. If you have not read it, the first volume is out now. Yes, please get it. Share in the Erica Slaughter love. Buy it in a way responsibly where you're still social distancing. But buy it. Read it. Enjoy it. Uh, Unless you need things that are, like, not tense and suspenseful and involve child death right now. Totally get that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) super get it. Because something is, in fact, killing the children. Mm-hmm. It's right there in the title. Uh, anything else on that? No, I'm still, I'm still suspicious of Beyond. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm suspicious of everyone, basically. Yeah, except that, possibly that cute, Erica. But that cute little kid, though, I'm so suspicious of her. Cute kids in horror comics are always, yeah, to be suspicious of yeah Yeah. Artemis and the Assassin number one. Tell me about this. Um, so this is a a time travel craziness book you have this like future organization that is tasked with changing the past um do you have their phone number i super wish i did but they i mean they changed the past by killing someone do you have their phone number (laughs) super wish i did Um, these are desperate times mrs lovett and desperate measures are called for Anyway, one of the assassins (laughs) get tasked with going back in time so most of this well i'd say about half of this book takes place in 1940s france and you're following this group of of like revolutionaries these people who are fighting against the german army in occupied france and it's one woman in general who is just like she's just such a badass she's like sniping people and and cutting supply lines she's just a real badass so one of the assassins gets tasked with going back in time and killing her basically make ensuring that the german army wins world war ii maybe these aren't the people we went all maybe someone's already no. called these people yeah yeah i think that um they already fucked up the world and we need to build time travel to go fu- to the future and kill the i don't know how this works oh, we wait. need to reverse Terminator. we need to find their parents that's what we need to do <laughs> do not have the babies Oh, yes. That would do it. Yep. This sounds very cool. It is a very good book, and it's beautiful. I love it. Its use of color is real choice. Nice. How about The Resistance, number one? Okay, so let's talk about this book for a hot, hot minute, and then let's never talk about it again until this stuff is over, please. Okay. So I didn't expect this book. I didn't know that it was coming out. I don't know how I missed it, but it's a... it's it's. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski, who I fucking love, did Babylon 5. Amazing human being. Uh, It's about a plague taking out a large percentage of the population. Oops. Oops. And it's so fucking prescient right now that I had to close the book for a minute. Like, I was getting, like, panicky. I was getting a little panicky because it was basically what's on the news was happening in this book. And I'm like, how? How did you fucking do this, my dude? Yeah, there are a non-trivial number of comics right now that involve plagues and people having died from plagues and rebuilding after plagues 
Yeah, but this one was like, it was almost like news headlines from the day, from that day, straight into this book. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not possible. <laughs> that's just not possible. But in this one, instead of it being like only a small percentage of the population is affected, this one is 95% of the population is completely killed off by this super fast acting virus. Yeah. Um, and the lucky 5% who are left are trying to rebuild and they end up... Oops, Kabibble electing a fascist leader. Go figure. So it was really hard to get. And I understand if you're having a hard time right now, just don't read this book right now. Yeah. Wait until you can. It is very good, though. It is very good. But it was hard to read. And it turns out that a small percentage of the small percentage of people who are left alive uh, have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, ooh, fingers crossed. That's about it. It's very good. It's Straczynski. Cool. I mean, it's going to be very good. All right. The categorical opposite of everything you just said. Thank God. Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number Thank nine. God. <laughs> if you need a bright ray of sunshine, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen's got your bag. My favorite page of this is definitely, I think it's the second page of the issue. Definitely the like Peanuts style sequence where Jimmy and Janie's brother Julian is yelling at Jimmy who has set up a I will give you a dollar if you give me a cool bug jar. Oh my god. Well, in the background, Janie builds a guillotine. Yeah, so good. Janie building the guillotine is, I think, the energy we need to take into the remainder of 2020. Yeah. So that whole thing started with um, Julian having a booth that's like financial advice, $1, which is so fucking funny <laughs> because his financial advice is find some schmuck who's willing to give you a dollar for financial advice. Yeah. And then he runs away. And it, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, welcome to America. Anyway, yeah. but I just love that that was Jimmy's re response to his brother being a total fucking dick bag. It's like, but I want bugs. I don't want dollars. Yeah. Money does me no good. These bugs are cool. Yes. Love it. So fucking cute. Uh, we also get the history of the, uh, oh shoot, what's his name? Porcadillo. Yeah. I... And I love the idea of supervillain headshots. Me too. <laughs> and that Jimmy Olsen just does it and is like, just a buck. <laughs> and his, 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 <laughs> it's the side hustle to his side hustle. Yeah. Um, like, Jimmy's attitude during the whole thing, oh, that's a great name, much better than whatever Junior Junior, and <laughs> yeah, I think I think Superman's not going to be help, not going to be able to help just wanting to punch you out and drag you to jail. You're going to be so in demand. And Porcadillo's like, you really think so? Oh, man, thanks, dude. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is the most pleasant villain conversation i've ever heard uh, and it turns out that <laughs> <laughs> i love the porcadillo <laughs> i do too it turns out that jimmy made him promise that if there was ever a super villain plot to kill him the porcadillo would help stop it yes so the <laughs> years porcadillo... later turns yeah. out <laughs> he and uh, jim corrigan not that one though <laughs> not that jim corrigan yeah are uh, teaming up to stop it. Um, and Jimmy gets some useful information from Lex Luthor. Oh my god. So that was Lex terrible. Luthor. That was like the most most sad thing to ever happen in this book. And it was actually genuinely sad. And it's made funny by Lex Luthor being a total fucking prick. 
Well, and so good. <laughs> it's also made simultaneously funner and sadder by everyone can see it except Jimmy. Like as yeah. the reader, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's we only yeah. a reveal to Jimmy. It is in fact ironic in yeah. a dramatic sense. True. That is how dramatic irony works. But I just love that Lex pulls out his phone as he's saying, and he's like, hold that face. All right. I just needed that. (laughs) Yeah. I I need to look at this later. (laughs) Which, let me tell you, I've definitely had that thought going into certain conversations before. Like, is there a way I can get a picture as they hear me tell them this? No? Yeah. Yeah. I have to deliver some bad news unto you, but I really, really like that I have to do this. Oops. Oh, wait. Am I a terrible person? Have you actually taken pictures of people while delivering bad news? No. Then no. But definitely wanted to. I think this is one of those, the difference between wanting to and doing is the difference. Okay. Okay. 2020 Iron Age number one. Tell me about the Korean barbecue place in Kennesaw. That's what this is, It is is, fucking delicious. There's also one in Duluth, I think. It's fucking delicious. You can get all the meats you want for one price (laughs) and all the sides and everything. It's so delicious. But if you go to K-pop in Canton, you can also get all you can eat appetizers. So there's that. The first time I went, I did not know it was a flat fee for as much as you wanted to and or could eat. Oh, and you just got like the one thing? I had like had lunch and then got a message. Hey, you want to meet up with us here? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? So I'm like, I'll order a little something. (laughs) Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, that was ill-advised on my part. You should have gotten vegetarian option. It's cheaper. Just eat vegetables. And some of whoever's food. (laughs) I made up for it the next time I went. Good. All right. This is not the Iron Age we're talking about. (laughs) But I have had this thought every time I have seen this book's title, and for three months I've sat on this joke. So thank you for indulging me. You're welcome. It's it's very good. We can actually talk about this and Machine Man 2 together, because they really kind of flow. (laughs) Yeah, as in one of them takes place right after the other one. In fact, let's talk technically Machine Man first. Yeah. So you're going to have to tell me what happened in this one, because... No, it's the fight. Okay, never mind. I got this. Yep. The first one ends with X-51 meeting X-52. Correct. This is everything after. This is X-51 fucking annihilating (laughs) X-52. And severing and kidnapping Jocasta's head. (laughs) I want to hate Aaron Stack so much because everything he does is like weird creepy, but he's not wrong either is the problem. He walks the finest line between anti-hero and anti-villain. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the right thing to do? Okay, now how can I do it in the most aggressively unlikable, misanthropic, self-hating way I can? That yeah. is going to be my approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so funny and so good when he does it. <laughs> so funny. So this entire issue is Jocasta and X-52, who are an item. Yes. And are lobotomized basically they've had their free will taken away from them yes Uh, they're trying to convince aaron to also have his free will taken away from him to get the obedience code and it's just awful they're just like showing him all these different parts of his life where it's like do you see do you see what you wouldn't have to feel if you were obedient like yeah dog but then then i'm not me (laughs) 
Yeah. The, it's, it's, it's very much, and I think it's a great compliment to kind of the Tony, the Tony of all the Iron Man 2020 stuff and the run leading up. Like, if Tony is doing the, am I a man or a machine, starting from man, Aaron gets to go in the other direction. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of been his entire existence, too. Yeah. Though. But that's why I like having so much of him in this. Yeah. yeah. It's very fucking good. I really, really like this. And I really hate Baintronic so much because so much. I love Jocasta. I love Jocasta yes. as a character. I fucking love her. And to see her like this, it makes me want to punch things. You know, at some point she is going to get to avenge herself and oh, it is going to be wreck sweet. their fucking lives. Yeah. The second half of this, the backup of this, is continuing, I guess, from number one, the supporting cast of an early Machine Man book. And I am pretty sure I am not in the right age demographic to uh know who these characters are yeah yeah like i feel like i've i know a little but i don't know hardly enough about them i heard about them for the first time in this book oh really okay uh they're just like mechanics yeah they like fix robots (laughs) yeah they fix some robots break some others and then put them back together again when they realize oh hey they weren't fighting us they thought we were fighting them and then they all fight bane yeah minions together yeah i did i did like the moment that the the revolution robots were like oh wait they're helping robots what are what wait hold on wait (laughs) oh we'll all just kill banetronics yeah yeah we won't kill the humans yet yet we'll let them fuck up um and this ends with a to be continued dot 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 and then picks up an iron age number one immediately yeah and is the confrontation between machine man and his former friends Mm -hmm. yeah i mean not a whole hell of a lot happened in this book it was a lot of talking but it was like good talking yeah basically Uh, machine man conscripted them into the robot army yes (laughs) made them work for him yes as in just like run this robot sanctuary on a farm upstate what was the second story i don't remember hold on I know we I know we're both here for the third one. I know we know the third one. Oh, it's uh what's her name? The Alchema story. Trying to get the virus from the lab. Oh right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That one An- was another character I do not know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one. Yeah. That one's got me scratching my head. I have no idea. But it was really cool to see those those little robot security dudes they were so cool yeah it's they're really the heart of this like yeah it's this group of robot security guys in this human lab and they are being treated like shit but they're programmed to not leave right and like they can't or they'll yeah they'll just shut down (laughs) yeah yeah then an evil ultron style cult leader robot shows up to uh really steal a virus being developed but gives them all their free will and they debate whether to fight alongside her or fight alongside or protect the lab like they're supposed to right and then they realize what she's up to and like sacrifice themselves to stop the virus yeah i guess that they didn't know that the virus in the lab would like instantly kill any fleshy human that it touched yeah so when they saw that, I mean, like, they were actually, like, even though these people had treated them like shit, they were, like, genuinely sad, it seemed, that yeah. she had killed them. Like, damn. Yeah. These bots are more human than humans. And then there's the third story, which is uh, probably, I assume, going to be your favorite as well. It was definitely mine. It was Dr. Shapiro. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need... I need it to be revealed that the AI isn't just the caller. Like, the cat's personality is in there somewhere, right? Yeah, like, 
the AI is a filter that interprets the cat's personality and... Yeah, something. Yeah. Because I'm just so, so sad for Dr. Shapiro that he cannot speak, especially during his homeward bound journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sunset has Dr. Shapiro kicked out of the building, like the cat itself. Yeah. Um, and we see it just traveling around the city, getting very high on catnip at one point. Very <laughs> high on catnip. Oh my god. That was the best. Like, all of a sudden everything goes cat kaleidoscope. And it's so good. Um, my favorite is he hops into a taxi cab and there's this little girl with a teddy bear with a rainbow sweater on. And <laughs> next page you turn and he jumps out of the cab and he's wearing the sweater. It's so cute. <laughs> see, that's why I think that the cat is part of it. Like, the cat is much more intelligent than Sunset is giving him credit for. I was going to say much more intelligent than Sunset is, yeah. Well, yeah, also that. Because I don't know a cat that's going to let you put a fucking shirt on him and just be chill. (laughs) Right. And not wreck your fucking eyeballs. I don't know that cat. I have a very nice, sweet baby kitty. Uh And she's not going to let me do that to her. I've tried. I have the scars to prove it. (laughs) You want to know how I got these scars? I tried (laughs) tried to put put a sweater sweater on a cat. cat. (laughs) That one's true. Her name was Selena. Oh, no. No, you made it creepy. No, he just got a cat and named it Selena. It's not actually Selena Kyle. Okay, it's Selena Cat. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, The Amazing Mary Jane, number six. I'll be very quick because you have not gotten to this one yet. Yes. Ugh. Uh, Mary Jane is on the late night talk show circuit. Or I guess this one's not late night. Maybe. They film during the day. Is on the talk show circuit to promote the film that she has been shooting with Mysterio. And sees a man in a demon mask murder someone backstage. And figures, huh, I should get away before he kills me too for witnessing this. <laughs> Leaves her phone. Uh, so Peter, who is actually on time for a date and waiting for her, cannot get a hold of her. <laughs> And and this is a little bit spoiler for the end of the issue, but this is setting up the arc. Goes to report the crime, describes the mask, identifies the assailant, and is immediately put into protective custody and dropped off in Montana without <laughs> being able to contact anyone because I don't know cell phone numbers. They're just in my phone. <laughs> that is the most realistic fucking thing ever. Like, I, I know. can't call anyone because I don't remember anybody's number. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Um, I think I'm like the only person our age or younger who knows phone numbers. I have a handful in my head, but there's stuff I've known forever. Too. Like I know my parents' phone numbers. I know the office's phone number. Yeah. Um, I could still tell you the phone number for my grandfather's house. Although, you know, after he died and his wife moved back to New Mexico and someone else bought the house, doubt that line is still active. Yeah, I mean, fuck, I can tell you my childhood phone numbers going back for fucking ever. Yeah, but, oh, and my parents' house, not that they ever answer the phone. <laughs> um, It just rings eternally and eventually kicks you to voicemail, which they don't listen to. Yeah. Uh, that's it, though. Those are the only ones I could tell you. I got a bunch. Yeah. I got a bunch. I don't think I know yours totally, but I, I got a bunch. Yeah. Um, but this is also why I keep everything saved in my address book, which syncs across devices and is safe in the cloud, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I never delete any phone numbers from it. So I got a lot of numbers, just not in the dome. 
Yeah. Anyway, Amazing Mary Jane, excellent. It has been picked up from a five-issue miniseries into an ongoing. You could easily just jump on here if you wanted. Deadpool, number four. This book, I love it so much. Deadpool versus Craven. Like, Deadpool never shuts up and it just pisses Craven off more and more. So and much. I love that energy. And it's baby Craven. Yeah. Craven so like... babies. <laughs> oh. Cravies, if you will. Cravies, yeah. Little cravies. Um... That sounds like something sexually trans. So it's totally yeah, accurate. Um, I just love, like, it starts out with him. It, it picks right up from where the last one left off. And he's, like, stabbing him. And just the 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 sound effects, stab, 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 stab. And then a Deadpool is saying, stab, 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 stab. It's so funny. Oh, I read this one right after the resistance. And I was like, I needed that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, I uh, I have nothing but good things to say about this book. Um, like, this is the issue where we finally see two Deadpool sort of take being the king seriously. Yeah, and he and does not as, like that. As soon as he does, he's like, I'm out. Yep. <laughs> then Elsa Bloodstone shows up. And when Elsa Bloodstone's the voice of reason, uh, ooh. 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 What have you done, bro? <laughs> uh, Yeah. So he he definitely avenges his poor little friend. Yes. Um and I love that like he's fighting Craven and everything and Craven is just whipping his ass, fucking him up, cuts off his arm, everything. And Deadpool's like, "Oh, I call this a Tuesday, bud." <laughs> <laughs> But he ends up like sort of running away from Craven and leads him into a trap. He leads him into a trap. Yeah. It's so good. And everybody is fighting Craven like all of his his guards are fighting Craven, and Craven's like, "Oh, you can't face me alone! What a coward!" Blah 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 blah. And, and Deadpool's like, "Oh no, I know what being a coward is. I do it." He's like, "But using what I've got, my support—that's not cowardice." Yeah, that's which being I smart. love. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a pretty good message. I like it. Yeah. Um, and and then the I call it the Doctor Strange monster because I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it was definitely the monster in Doctor Strange <laughs> shows up and just fucking just eats Craven. It's so good. Deadpool's like, yes, this one you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. We also have a brief backup in this one mm-hmm. in which uh, Jeffrey takes Deadpool for a walk. Oh. <laughs> I love it when he calls I him love- Jeffrey. Me too. It's so cute. It's like me calling Rusty Russell. Yes. Russell. He's looking at me like, what did I do, mom? <laughs> it is a brief It is a brief backup. But if you've ever wanted to see Deadpool in Gwynpool cosplay, you can scratch that itch. Yep, it's done. You've done it. We we don't need it anymore ever again. But it was so cute because <laughs> Jeff was so happy. He was like land shark purring. Yes. It was so cute. He just misses his mommy. <laughs> yeah. We all do, Jeff. We all yeah. do. All right. Outlawed number one and Ghost Spider number eight. I'm going to kind of parcel in together and I'm going to be quick. Uh, Outlawed is very well written. I have nothing against the writing here. It feels, if you enjoyed Eve Ewing's uh, Iron Heart run, if you enjoyed any of Mark Wade's and Jim Zub's champions, like this feels like it fits right in with those books. Feels like it's picking up where they all left off. It's very well executed. This is so the least my cup of tea story that i just have to accept this thing is good and is going to set up some good stuff but especially with like as much real world political anger as i have seeing a bunch of politicians just twist words and emotions to 
put these kids in a position they want them in where there is some pretty clear telegraphing of this is like rocks and pulling strings in politics to do this Mm -hmm. just makes my blood boil yeah and i think it's supposed to like i think that's again it is well executed and i think that is a hallmark of that i look forward to maybe seeing how these characters like eve ewing said in, in the interview she gave about it like come together and support each other and we get that side of it but the setup just it makes me transcendentally angry Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that's not a fault or a flaw in it it's just like i can't talk about it beyond that (laughs) it's Um, too much right now (laughs) it's not even too much i think even if i think even by like say 2016 standards it would probably still have my blood boiling. Okay. Um, it's just the kind of thing that will never not, unless and until we live in a world where it doesn't happen, which won't be the case, it will <laughs> never not get to me. Yeah. Um, but hey, they fight a cool dragon. Ooh. Um, Ghost Spider picks up both the Reed, not Reed. Well, we see Reed. We get to, we get to check in with Reed 65. Um, but it picks up the Sue and Johnny returning from that various story and gives us a little movement forward on that. But most of this issue is Gwen finding out from Peter about Kamala's law, which is what the bill to ban mm-hmm. superheroes over under 21 is called. We do learn in this one that if a an adult superhero sponsors a, a younger superhero, that the younger superhero can operate and that the adult superhero is basically taking responsibility for what happens. Um, I mean, I don't dislike that part. Well, I think Gwen gives a really strong argument as to why even that is bullshit. Okay. Um, and I think she sums it up well in a line, I didn't get to choose the jackal following me back to my dimension and stalking me. I deserve to be able to fight back. Paraphrasing. Well, oh, yeah, absolutely. But under this law, but... even her fighting back is illegal. Oh, no, fuck on that. On 616. Okay. No, 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 yeah. fuck that. Yeah. Um, like, we see in Outlawed, like, Riri's lab at MIT getting raided and, f- like, military showing up at... Uh, uh, Lunella Lafayette's parents' house and military and police targeting child superheroes like at the drop of the hat, mm. not even waiting for them to do anything. Um, but yeah, like, and this is this is a good example. Like, as as something coming out of Outlaw, like I really like this issue. Um, and basically, it ends with her giving Peter the finger and calling him an old man. Neither. <laughs> Not literally on the giving him the finger thing, but pretty much does say, yep, he's become an adult and I do not trust him now. Um, Because he kind of defends it to her. Oh. Oh, no, Peter. It's very, like, it's very much... What would he have done when he was a teenager? She raises that point. (laughs) And, like, his stance is very much, I am telling you this because this is the law, but it's a very neutral, I am not going to help you or help it kind of. It's a very, like, moderate hands-off. Switzerland. Yes. Um, He doesn't even, like, offer to sponsor her. Okay. Um, Well, I feel like she would be pretty fucking offended by that in the moment. Well, yes, probably. <laughs> and he also acknowledges, like, I haven't talked to Miles, but she asks if if this happened to Kamala. Kamala's unconscious in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like, if this happened to Kamala, how is Miles? He's like, I haven't talked to him. She's like, yeah, he probably wouldn't want to talk right now, actually. Blah. 
Yeah. So like that kind of that kind of nuance, I think that's gonna be the heart of everything that spins out. Yeah. Um Spider Woman number one. Now for something completely different. Something completely different. I don't know what I expected this book to be. Honestly, I'm but it not wasn't sure. This. <laughs> I'm not sure that I had any real expectation because I don't I know Spider Woman in team books. I'm not I don't think I've ever read more than, like, a number one of a Spider-Woman ongoing. I read a lot of the stuff, like, pre-Civil War and during Civil War. Hmm. I read a lot of that. Yeah. But, like you said, it wasn't this. This it was not this. what I expected. No. But it's good. It's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> she oh. fights a helicopter. Oh, my God. Her whole fucking... So, she's taken on a private security job to protect a 16-year-old girl who's been getting kidnapping threats. Yeah. And it's a birthday party on a yacht. <laughs> and and this whole like I I felt this so acutely. This whole thing has her so disgusted because it's like a bunch of fucking teenagers dressed up as superheroes on a yacht. <laughs> the girl's getting a beautiful brand new fucking sports car for her 16th birthday. And just in case she didn't like the sports car, daddy bought ponies. Do you have a safe room? Well, there's the stable. The what? <laughs> I love that. Just the moment of <laughs> there's a, we're stable a boat. Wait, on we're your on a yacht? Boat. <laughs> well, I didn't know if she was gonna like the car. What is this? An old spice commercial? <laughs> look down, look back up. We're on a boat. Fucking great. And the whole time she's having these like stomach issues. Something is going on. She's sick. Yeah. Um and she's having to fight these kidnappers and deal with this fucking punk ass bullshit motherfucking teenage boy who I just want to slam in the fucking face. Who is, of course, wearing a Deadpool outfit because everyone like him thinks that they're Deadpool and they don't understand Deadpool. Truth. <laughs> I'm not coming for you if you cosplay as Deadpool. Some of y'all are great, but a lot of y'all are assholes. Here's the litmus test. Do you say something awful that's like, it was just a joke. I was just kidding. Then we're coming for you. Yeah. Do you feel personally called out and attacked or do you know the other Deadpools who are who I'm actually talking about? You're good. You're good, bro. You're good. Anyway, I just love her reaction to this kid. This whole, can you swim? I'm the captain of the bra 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 diving team. And she's like, oh, good. Tosses him right overboard. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And if you're going to wear that costume, you need to look into a dance belt. Yes. Okay, now I am I coming for all of you. I heard you say those words. I am coming for all of you now. Every person who wants to wear Deadpool. Spider-Man. Literally any sort of stretchy spandexy uh cosplay. Please God, please. Please God, please get a dance belt. I am so happy if you're comfortable in your own body. I get it, I understand and I love it and I respect you for it. I do not want to be eye level with your dick ever and see the whole fucking thing. I I need one clarification on this. What if they specifically specifically want to be the Todd McFarlane spider? Ooh. Mm. Then I feel like you need to have some sort of cutout that is not your actual dick, right? Like you need to wear something that's not your actual dick. It's just to so, dance put a belt, dildo in there socks. and that's fine. Um yeah, some socks. Great. Awesome. Like so you're specifically in, so they're perpetually being... dressed left? Yeah, you got to have it on the left. It's fine. Uh but I don't want to see your actual dick i'm not paying you money <laughs> keep the dick away thank you that goes for everyone everyone you know what they say when the dick's away robin dies at the hands of joker's crowbar <laughs> if you if you own a vagina you can also like do a thing to where you don't see that whole thing too we can do that for each other all right let's all let's all vow to not show everybody our genitalia without permission please thank you 
I'm done. The more you know. <laughs> so back to Jessica Drew. Then she pukes a lot. Mm-hmm. In the shape of a spider, which is really funny. Radioactive spider vom. Yeah. Except it's like coming out of her eyes and ears and everything. It's coming out of everywhere. Yeah. We also have a backup where she gets this new suit and gets this job. And the person who makes her the suit is the same person who gave Gwynpool hers. Yeah. I love Ronnie so much. Well, Ronnie's maybe gotten pulled into some shady shit. Yeah, I'm a little terrified. And I love this suit. I love this private security suit that she has. It's so cool. It's very cool. It reads a little Spider-Man, but it's very cool. Yeah. Um, She wants to get a new suit because she can't work private security in her hero suit. That just sends a weird message. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. <laughs> I kind of love it. Yeah, I don't know. I love this book. It's very good. Hopefully this introduces a, beyond maybe just X-Men X-Force and Dan Slot Spider-Man, a trend of superheroes having multiple suits to pick the right suit for the right job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know it's a little 80s, we're going to merchandise this, but there's still a certain charm to, like, Superman has to go into space, so he puts on his space suit. Yeah. Well, I just, I don't know, I really do like that, you know, when you see her in the old school wing suit, you think, here's Spider-Woman the hero. Yeah. And when you see her in this new suit, you're like, okay, now she's working. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that she won't do hero stuff, but it means that she's on a job. Right. Excalibur number nine. Yeah, you're going to have to help me out here because I read a bunch. <laughs> um, Excalibur is probably always the one I struggle the most to be able to explain because it's like the corner of this that I know the least about. Uh, so I forget proper nouns for some of these characters. Uh, not the, the main X-Men characters, but like the whole supporting cast. Yeah. This is the issue where they have returned from the hunt. Okay. And are getting ready to go into Otherworld to find the former headquarters of the Captain Britmore. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, because yeah. it's hidden from Betsy for some reason. Yeah. Well, they... It was hidden during the conflict that wiped out all the Captain Britons and then just stayed hidden. Yeah. And uh, its new leader is named Saturnine, and she does not want Excalibur showing up. Mm -mm. Uh, And then, like, the B-plot here is Heat Wisdom has sent Brian Braddock's wife, Megan? Yes. I'm learning. To infiltrate Clan Akaba. Yeah. Which is angry about what has happened with Jamie taking the throne of Otherworld and wants to rescue Morgan Le Fay and also to wash away the sting of failure needs to sacrifice someone from their own ranks. Of course, because that's how you do. Yeah. You definitely deplete your own supply in order to win a war. Yeah. That's... That's smart. Um, to quote, to quote uh, Dick Grayson from the 80th anniversary Robin issue this week, maybe threatening the lives of your subordinates isn't the best strategy for team building. <laughs> We're paraphrasing the quoting, yeah. but yeah, you get but the this, point. But I mean, you get that super fucked up cult thing where like people are willing to give their own lives. Like not just willing to, horny to. They yeah, want. Yeah, like, like turned up for it. Yeah. They got a real, like, human sacrifice boner. Yeah. Fucking crazy. But I guess if you believe that 
some kind of weird, crazy thing will happen after death, then you're fine with it. Yeah. Right? Um, also, apparently, Saturnine and Hard Forces have watched Game of Thrones because they know the easiest way to get a dragon out of the air is just arrow through the wing. Poor Shogo. Poor, poor Shogo. Jubilee is not having that oh, either. No, I love that she's like, hey, Betsy, tell him not to look at mommy. Because no. <laughs> I'm about to end some fools. You don't even know. She goes full mom. Katy Perry plays in the background. It's like, kill no human? These motherfuckers ain't human. Baby, you're a firework. <laughs> X-Force number nine. The Krakoan Tiki Bar is the best. I need The it. actual best. I need there to be an X-Men theme park that is just Krakoa. Hey, and Disney? I need, yeah, Disney, get on this. Disney, get on this. For real. I need this Tiki Bar. There's no Tiki Bar. I need this Tiki Bar. Sorry, Please, Tiki Room. You have been replaced. You are now the, what is it, Green Lagoon? Yeah, yeah. So good. Um, so also, good. who do we get in this issue? Who's there? Who is who is uh, adjudicating the game between Logan and Dokken? Oh my god. Gabby! I love it. I love this. I love it so much. I love it. I fucking love it. I love that that's how he's spending time with his children. Yes. They're Russian rouletting their fucking claws. I love it so much. Yeah. She places a bottle between them. They spin it and hold their hands to their heads. And whoever it lands on has to snick to (laughs) themselves. I love that Gene's like, hey, maybe try not doing something so fucking crazy violent with your kids. And he's like, what? We love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. Fun It's not like we're going to die. (laughs) Ages nine to 90. (laughs) I Uh, love that Gabby's just like, she's so fucking into it. She's so excited. Yeah. I guess she has a new code name too. She's Scout now. Yeah. I don't know when that happened, but Ugh. she'll always be Honey Badger. To she me. will always be Honey Badger. Uh, no Jonathan though. We have not seen I Jonathan know. yet. I need Jonathan. He better be there. Um, the remainder of this issue is a team going back to oh, what was it called? Terra Verde. Yeah. Uh, going back to Terra Verde, which is like. Gone radio silent, gone completely dark on satellite footage, just has fallen off the face of the earth. And it turns out may have been uh, taken over by basically Swamp Thing, and now everyone has to venture into the green, which is the name of the temple that this plant monster lives in. I adore that Quentin tries to go through the gate and just smashes his face. Yes. It's so good. Breaks his glasses. Oh, and he's like, like everything else about my appearance. It's just superficial. I don't need them. Yeah. Everything about me is perfect, including my eyesight. Thank you. Which makes me hate Quentin even more. Yep. But I also still do love him. And I love that the whole time they're walking through this jungle, he's just like complaining about how hot it is. And Logan's like, I've had enough. I don't fucking care. And just rips his shirt and his pants. He's like, there, you have air conditioning. Shut the fuck up. Not the jacket, not the jacket. He just rips the shirt off from underneath. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then they go into the ruins, which if you've ever seen the movie The Ruins, it's a lot like that. It's terrifying. Uh, And then Black Tom is sent in as reinforcements. (laughs) Poor thing. That's not going to go well. Poor thing's going nutter butters. More 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 nutter butters. Sorry, he's going... Nuttier buttier. Yeah. All right, is it still good? Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man. We see each of the two Dragonfly characters and their respective stingers uh come out the other end of these conflicts with the devil and sort of set up where we see everyone kind of at the beginning of the wrong earth the wrong earths the 
main series that this spun off of. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's Morphin Time for April and the Turtles. Nice. As a quick aside, uh, April O'Neil is the best thing about this book. Well, you said April O'Neil. Yeah, she's the best thing about any book Valid. that she's in. Yeah. I need a spin-off book that's just April and Kimberly hanging out. Yes. X-Ray Robot, number one. Uh, this is a new book from Mike and Laura Allred about a man who is trying to pilot a robot into alternate realities and suddenly, like, a little bit fries his brain so he gets glimpses of other realities where terrible things are happening and then tries again to pilot the robot to clarify this. And when the robot returns, it's been 277 years and it's his brain in the robot greeting him from the future. Oh shit. It's weird and I don't totally understand what's going on, but it's very pretty to look at. Hmm. And I think it's supposed to be weird. Yeah. Aquaman, number 58. Uh, Mara, we, we have a time jump here. Uh, forward like eight, ten months. Um, Mara is comatose and has left instructions that Volko should be made king while she's recovering. Okay. Batman, number 91, Jin. This was the first book I read, so I'm trying to remember what the hell happened. Um, it starts with the Joker telling a story. Oh, Batman decides to, to throw away the plan and gets... A new teammate. Deceased, unkillables, number two, or unkillable. Is that singular or plural? I don't know. It's one of the two. Deceased, <laughs> unkillable, number two. Uh, Vandal Savage's plan does not go well for him when zombie Wonder Woman shows up and tears him a new one. So the surviving villains decide to hole up with Jim Gordon at the orphanage. Plunge, number two. We see literally thousands of numbers of pi, but that won't help you with giant top. Worms. Now, is giant talking worm a euphemism for all the dildos? Uh, no. Okay. No. Robin, 80th anniversary, 100 page, super spectacular. Uh, I'm gonna break format, but not go into each one of these stories. If you are a fan of, like, the lineage of Robins, this is really cool. Like, it's about half Dick Grayson in different capacities, and you get a couple of Jason and a couple of, of Tim and some Cassie and some Damien. Um, it's less a celebration of any one of them, although... A little more dick than the others, because <laughs> he was the first. Um, like, it's a really good sort of evolution of sort of what Robin is and has been. There's a fucking woodpecker. <laughs> it's on my house. No, oh, it's no. next to my house. It's on a tree next to my house. Oh, my God. They're pecking from inside this the house. so annoying. I'm, I'm sure that you can't hear this. I'm sure that it's not picking up in the audio. It's not. But I can hear it. Well, I mean, just because you can't hear it. I'm yeah, not true. connected to my audio. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So if there's light tapping happening it's a fucking woodpecker uh year of the Sorry. villain hell arisen number four lex luthor brings the batman who laughs to perpetua for judgment and is not happy about her judgment bitterroot number seven we learn that maybe not maybe we know at this point that there is something other than Janu on earth we learn what's driving them and why why people are transforming back and forth undiscovered country number five we learn that if you have a key you don't always need a doorway to go through and holy shit that's a big ass train ass train ass train captain marvel number 16 carol is a one person avengers team hammer and all oh shit fantastic 420 <laughs> nice <laughs> The team comes back down to Earth, and Johnny and his uh, uh, soulmate, 
whose name I'm blanking on, Sky? I think it's Sky. Go help Wyatt Wingfoot broker a peace between the Moloids and Mole Man. Does Johnny at any point say blaze him? Sadly, no. Ugh! Just a, just a solid flame on. I mean, that's okay. I mean, you should've know that's been, what he would say. Should have been Blazem. Fine. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, number three. Uh, Rocket and Hercules deliver the news of Peter's death to Gamora, who takes it so well. JK, LOL. Nope, she doesn't. It's a <laughs> bad day for everyone. Oh, no. Runaways, number 31. Gib finally gets a snack. <laughs> Valkyrie, Jane Foster, number nine. Uh, Jane stops metaphysical cancer from ravaging the earth, but gives Tyr the weapon he needs to become even godlier. Heist, or how to steal a planet, number five. Uh, if you're going to try to steal a planet, better have a judge in your pocket, even if it means concocting an elaborate scheme to be able to blackmail her. Vagrant Queen, a planet called Doom, number three. Isaac and Alita are reunited, and and still fighting angry space future jerks who want to blow up planets to get to Earth. Okay, then. Wasted space number 15. Uh, hey, it's time to do the work. <laughs> June 2020 solicitations. Oh, snap. Yeah. And some April and May ones, too, for good measure, because we have been lax. A little bit. By which I mean very, very busy and just have not taken the time. Yeah. Uh, boom! Tell me about Bear. So this is a graphic novel. Um, it's 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 Archaea. It's the imprint from Boom. Cool. And it's about. I I wish I hadn't have even looked at any part of this because then I needed it. God damn it! It's about a a seeing eye dog Aww. who um starts to go blind himself. Aww. And goes on an epic quest to regain his sight so that he can protect his owner. And I was literally almost in tears reading the info, and now I need it. So he's, he's a God good boy. It. He's a very good boy. <laughs> I'm very sad. Need it. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Willow number one. Um, so real quick before you get into this one, are you caught up on Buffy? Yeah, I think so. Okay. You yeah. finished. You finished the the not Hellmouth witching stuff? hour. Hellmouth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know the willow we see at the end of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't read super far into this because when it talked about everything and everyone she's lost, I was like, nope, 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 nope. How about nope? <laughs> I like nope, but. It, she's going to like find herself i guess and in the process find a coven but no i'm not gonna say anything if you've seen the show um you 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 know how bad that can be for willow (laughs) uh i should alternate these more because it's very front heavy on you and very back heavy on me Uh, at Vault, starting in May, meaning number two is out in June, Heavy number one. This is Max Bemis writing, Eric oh, Donovan yes. on art. Sorry. Bill may be dead, but he's got a job to do. Uh, basically it's about a version of the afterlife where if you have a debt to pay off, you get a job to pay off that debt. And Bill is a heavy, which means his job is policing the multiverse. Nice. I am very excited. I love Max Bemis so much. Like, you all know that we love Max Bemis's books, but I just love Max Bemis as a person. If you follow him on social media, just so good. 
He's just yeah. so good. Uh, also, Vault Engine Word number one, which is, uh, I don't know George Mann as a writer. I, I I know Joe Isma a little bit as an artist. Uh, this is set with set in a future where Earth is an ancient myth that's been long forgotten, and godlike celestials rule brutally. Mm. And an engine word named Joss. I don't know what an engine word is. I assume some sort of engineer, maybe. Uh, he he. Uh, uh, discovers and reactivates the head of an ancient golem, which is like a portmanteau of ghoul and golem. Uh, I said he, she finds that things are weird and she has this different destiny of finding a world that lies somewhere beyond the borders of her. I bet it's Earth. I bet it's Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jin. Yeah. Tell me about you look like Death Tales from the Umbrella Academy number one. Oh, hold on. That's way back here. Um, so we're getting, like, Klaus story. We're getting good, good Klaus story. It's going to be, he gets kicked out of the Hargraves Academy and, like, d- doesn't have any money and all this other stuff. So he has to start, you know, turning seances for money. And I'm very excited. There's <laughs> a lot of vampire action happening, apparently. I can't wait. Speaking of vampires, Bleed Them Dry, number one. What by- is this? Hiroshi, Hiroshi Koizumi and Elliot Rahal, with art by Dyke Ruan. It is said in the year 3333, Earth is recovering from the existence of vampires who thrive alongside humans in a Japanese-engineered megacity called Asylum. Uh, and, like, some of the vampires are good, and people just live alongside them, and some of them are bad, and most are just somewhere in the middle, trying to live peacefully. Mm. Uh, and someone shows up murdering vampires. So this is a whodunit about finding a vampire murderer to save humanity. It's a vault book. It's also vault. Nice. Barbalian, Red Planet number one. This is the origin story of Barbalian. Um, it's his story on Earth as a cop, and I can't wait. Him dealing with, like, being uh, an alien who can't reveal to people that that's what he is, and also being gay in a time when that's not okay on their Earth. Cool. I- I'm super excited for this. Yeah. Uh, over at Marvel, there is a new Shang-Chi miniseries starting up, written by Gene Luen Yang, who I think has only done DC work so far. Yeah, he did New Superman, right? He did New Superman, and he did a Superman run pre-rebirth. Yeah. Uh, he's been writing The Terrifics, and if this isn't his first Marvel work, it's, like, the first ongoing, or miniseries. Like, it's more than just a backup, I think, that he's done. Yeah. Uh, and actually the same artist as, uh, Bleed Them Dry, Dyke Ruan, is on this book. Oh, nice. Um, I mostly know Shang-Chi as a supporting character in things, and I'm actually really excited to see this miniseries, uh, and I really like Yang's writing, so I'm very on board for this. Why don't you tell me about Lady Baltimore, the Witch Queen? Um, so I didn't actually read the solicitation. This is one of those where I saw the cover and the title and, and... And then it's Mike Magnola, so of course it's going to be good. Um, And I was like, yeah, no, I'll get that. But um, it's about a woman who's fighting monsters and trying not to become a monster herself, basically. Is this in, like, Hellboy continuity? Is this part of that universe? No, it doesn't seem to be, which also had me intrigued cool it doesn't seem to be that doesn't mean it's not it's a mini series um i don't know i've i haven't read a fuck ton of hellboy but i've read a bit and i don't remember there being anything about a lady baltimore or a lord baltimore but there could have been sure. been in like some of the older bprd stuff yeah 
like as in as in takes place in a different time not as in is old yeah books i mean you have read more of it than i have and yeah yeah if you don't know i definitely don't yeah i mean i can ask mike he knows way more than i do yeah about that but that's cool yeah. i'm excited i'm excited for some mike mcnola that is possibly not hellboy yeah. But I'll look that up and get back to you. Uh starting in April, Empire number one at Marvel. It's a it's an event co written by Al Ewing and Dan Slott. If there were an event designed to get my attention, it's definitely this, that one. This would be this would be one of them. Um <laughs> we've sort of seen the beginning of this teased out in uh the incoming one shot that came out back in November, December. Actually, I think next week we see the first like tie-in setting this up come out. This is about the Cree and Scroll uniting under their emperor teddy and uh coming to take out the earth Hmm. and this is billed very much as like an avengers fantastic four event but there are also a bunch of tie-ins that will bring in other superheroes they're doing some of the like empire colon spider-man you know mini series alongside regular ongoing stuff so it's got that structure i like where you can kind of tap in and read what you want um and it's got like even I'm not going to dig into all the the tie-ins because it would be talking about four months worth at this point. But like, there are some cool writers and artists and creative teams on books. Good. Um, how about Predator, the original screenplay? Predator, I, was... I hardly know her. God damn it, Alex. I thought I was going to make it through one. Um, never. 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 So the, uh, this is the original screenplay for Predator, and I'm so excited. I don't know if you know this about me, but I fucking love Predator. I, I'm not a huge AVP fan, but I fucking love the Predator movies. Uh, Especially the one, the most recent one that had Keegan-Michael Key in it. Oh my god. Him and Thomas Jane. Fucking amazing. <laughs> they're fucking amazing together, and I need more of that. Even though, oops, if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, they're dead. I've never seen any Predator movies. Yeah, that's... I know. I know that. I know that about you. (laughs) But this is the original screenplay. Like, the way that they wanted it to happen, but it didn't happen. So I am fucking stoked. Sweet. Um, I am going to mention a handful of stuff that is starting, actually, much, much sooner than June at Marvel. Champions number one, which is e-viewing and is sort of picking up where we talked about in... uh, Where we talked about uh, Outlawed, Mm -hmm. uh, Leaving off. Um, Black Widow has a new ongoing that starts in April as well. So all of these will be on number three in in uh, June, theoretically. Um, Kelly Thompson is writing. Elena Casagrande uh, is on art. That's really all I need. Like, I'm not a huge Black Widow person. I like Black Widow in team books, but usually don't stick into solo books. This is very much going to be my shit i am sure uh and then a pair of new x books that start both in april um and then i think we're going to get a break after that in new x titles because i i don't think there have been any other new series announced after april uh so far children of the atom which is vita ayala and bernard chang and x factor which is leah williams who is writing amazing mary jane and david baldeon who was the artist on hot sh- uh deadpool hot shots not deadpool domino <laughs> Domino and Domino. He was in it, I guess. It's fine. Yeah, he was there. Like, any book that Deadpool's in, he thinks is his own book. It's true. Um, I don't need to say a lot about any of those, so... I am going to throw them all in together. Back to you, The Witcher, Fading Memories, number one. Yeah, jumping on that Witcher craze, which, that fucking show was great. Um... And I know that you didn't get through it. It's fine. I've been rereading all the books, um... Which, I didn't realize exactly how much of 
the Witcher stuff that I had read previously, but I'm I'm listening to it on Audible and I'm just like, God dang, I remember all of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm in the time of contempt now and I'm just like, yeah, I've, yeah. All right, cool. I got this. I know what happens. Uh, but this is, this is basically after monsters are supposedly gone in the world and Geralt is trying to find out what his place is in this world. So he's not doing super good without any income, obviously. Uh, his station is gone. His money is gone. He doesn't have anything that he's trying to do. So he's trying to figure out how he can be a person in this new world without monsters. I have no working knowledge of the toss a coin to your Witcher song. <gasps> but I have heard it referenced so many times that my brain has auto-completed it with two different melodies. Oh, yeah? The first is No One Mourns the Wicked from Wicked, kind of in meddling. But also okay. that phrase, toss a coin to your Witcher, fits pretty well in the MASH theme. <laughs> okay. You know what's weird? <laughs> if you were to, like, ma- like, like, put the two of those together, you're about there. Yeah? Yeah. Welcome to my brain. Yeah, that's not that's not super far off. Like, it, it, seriously, if you were to put the two things together, you'd have to, like, speed mash up a bit because yeah. that's a good slow one. That's, yeah, that's pretty close. Yep. Fucking A. Nice. Just a little peek into the nightmare that is my mind. <laughs> Uh, Marvel is putting out a new America Chavez miniseries. Nice. Um, the solicitation copy about it is a little vague. Um, something shakes her beliefs and we learn about what makes her who she is kind of description. But it is a, uh, it is written by Kalinda Vasquez, who was a writer on Marvel's Runaways. Ooh. Uh, and America Chavez is a cool character who does not get enough play, so I am here for it. Also starting in June is a series of annuals that are getting into where the Infinity Stones have wound up, which at the end of Infinity War, was that what that Guardians event was called? I think so. I think so. The stones were destroyed and the Infinity Stones powers went to live in actual people. We've seen a couple of them. Uh, there was one who uh, was in the uh, Wolverine Loki team up book about the <laughs> Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. And then we've learned in Star that Star is one of them. Mm-hmm. But this is kind of answering the question of where everything else is. These these annuals are collectively being branded as infinite destinies. In June, we get Iron Man and Captain America. Iron Man is picking up on uh, the thread from Miles Morales' Spider-Man, where he is kidnapped and tortured. This is Iron Man looking into that. And then Good. Captain America actually picks up with the guy from the Wolverine-Loki crossover who has the powers of the Time Stone. Uh... In July, Thor and Black Cat get pulled in, and then in August, Avengers and Black Panther. Um, Thor, so so their solicitation copy for Iron Man and Captain America, but they also tell you who those July and August books will deal with. Thor is dealing with the spirit of corruption. Black Cat deals with White Fox. Avengers says classified. Mm. By process of elimination, that one's got to be Star. Yeah. And Black Panther guest stars Amulet, who was the uh, new character Saladin Ahmed just introduced in Miss Marvel. Nice. Um. Oh, and actually they go on in September too. Never mind. Maybe that Avengers one isn't Star. Uh, September, Guardians is Prince of Power and Amazing Spider-Man guest starring Star. Oh, okay. Dang. 
I missed that last group there. There are eight yeah. of these total, not six. Um, how about deceased dead planet? Yeah, so um, I guess our leftover people exit the earth yep. they go live somewhere else uh this takes place years later after all of the dc stuff happens and we get our our batman superman and wonder woman of earth 2 coming back to this dead planet because of a distress signal and i can't wait yeah the dc stuff is so good yeah and it's damian wayne john kent and cassie sandsmark oh nice i wondered who the wonder woman would be Cassie yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I am shifting back and forth between two lists as per <laughs> usual. That takes care of all of Marvel for me. So I'm going to move on to Image. And let me tell you about a little book called Chew. <laughs> C-H-U instead of C-H-E-W. Um, so the way this, this new Chew series is going to work is it's going to be released in arcs whenever John Lehman and his collaborator on this dan boltwood have time um he has said he does have some ideas to maybe eventually return to tony chu's story but that he's not going to do that without uh 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 oh shoot the artist from the first chu series he writes farmhand rob galori (laughs) um so this this first arc will have Tony in it, but this is the story of his sister Saffron Chu, who learns secrets from anyone she eats with and Fair is fine. a criminal and is about to butt heads with Tony. So like this first arc pits them against each other and then subsequent arcs are just going to be Chu and, or sorry Saffron Chu and her hygiene. And I am super super into this. I will also go ahead and throw out there because this needs very little explanation. Sex Criminals Sexual Gary special. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey jen yeah tell me about that haunted mansion trade um yeah it's a it's about a new ghost who has moved into this like retirement home for ghosts and has to learn how to scare mortals (laughs) in order to you know make in order to earn her place there i guess um yeah i don't know it just looks super cute and it's cena grace yeah but it looks adorable. All of the images are like super cute and and like extra cartoony, like sort of the DC superhero girls type of art, but like muted colors because they're dead. Yeah. It looks like that. It's good. good, good awesome. Good. Also at Image, Adventure Man number one, which is a long simmering Matt Fraction, Terry Dodson team up. <laughs> This one actually starts in April. Um, and I remember like four or so years back now at Dragon Con Fraction talking about this book and talking about, on paper at least, it's starting out as something that would be, you know, something he could actually let his kids read. Mm. I don't know whether or not it will have stayed that because they don't always stay that. Mm. Um, but this is... Reading the solicitation for this makes me think of Miracle Man, actually. Um, um, because it is this first issue is triple length telling three different stories from like three different points in time about adventure man and uh 80 years later after adventure man's apparent demise adventure fan who seemed to be like he and his mother are the only two people who adventure it who, who remember adventure man uh and like that sort of that sort of like generational meta narrative kind of vibe like it seems like that's what this is gonna play with like pulp stories and i don't know it 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 it, i'm describing it poorly because i don't (laughs) want to just read solicitation copy but i feel like it's gonna have that sort of weird like 80s vertigo meta narrative but in the least that most matt fraction way is my guess because you know Mm. 
I am here to see Matt Fraction tackle whatever this is. Uh, also from Image, starting in April, five-issue miniseries from Kieran Gillen and Jim Rosignol, or Rosignol, depending on how one pronounces that. The Ludocrats, which is about, uh, well, I can't explain based on this description. I don't know. <laughs> the thing that makes the most sense in this is the aristocrats of Ludicrous. Um, and then it invokes Dune and a bunch of things I am not familiar with. So it's Kieran Gillen. I'm here for it. The end. Yeah. Jin. Yeah. I hear word that you can sell me a body. Indeed. So from IDW again, it's I Can Sell You a Body, written by Ryan Ferrier, which he's just great. Um, yes, he is. This is about a down-on-his-luck TV medium, which I am fascinated by this because for like, some reason, like I am... Like John Edwards? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think I think it's more hip than John Edwards, just based on the the image here. I think, sure. I think they might be uh, younger and cooler than John Edwards. Possibly I mean, more in touch. Be older Canada. and lamer. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm like weirdly fascinated by TV mediums, but that fascination is more based in fury than anything because I fucking hate them. I fucking hate them. <laughs> um, and I try and find ways to like watch their shit without like giving them views. Like if somebody else does a video about about them then i'll watch that because i just can't i just can't with these fucking people you're preying on people who are sad about their dead loved ones what the fuck is wrong with you and i know that there are people out there they're like well if it gives them comfort well they're taking money though that's my problem if they were just being philanthropic and saying you know it's okay everybody's moved on and you're gonna do fine okay Cool. They are but con men. I mean, it is, put they simply. Are, they are con men. They are. They are con men. And I am, you can be mad at me for having this stance all you want to. They are con men. Like, it is the literal definition of a confidence game. Right. As somebody with extensive knowledge in, in cold reading and warm reading, it's just so fucking infuriating to watch someone do something like this. I hate it. But anyway, this guy's apparently a real medium <laughs> um, because he ends up uh, finding out that he can put ghosts into other bodies. So he becomes basically a real estate agent for ghosts <laughs> uh, and, and ends up falling in love with one of the bodies that he's supposed to put somebody into. So we'll see what happens there. I'm very excited for this book. It looks really good. It's a it's a trade too though. Cool. Uh last one from Image, Nailbiter Returns. This yeah, starts hey. in April. Um if you read Nailbiter, more Nailbiter. Uh Josh Williamson <laughs> has mentioned on Twitter that like you know how horror movies in their sequels usually become action movies? This is nice. still, this is still going to be a horror book, but it will have some big action set pieces. Nice. And then moving over to D see uh some stuff from actually a mix of stuff from june and actually things that start in april and may so starting in may dark knight's death metal which actually brian talked about a little bit last week Mm -hmm. uh this picks up right out of justice league 50 and hellerism 4 um i'm not gonna get into it like it's Snyder and Capullo doing their big over the top. Like, hey, y'all remember metal? It's yeah. going to be like that, but more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman gets a new creative team in June. Mariko Tamaki and Mikel Yanin take over. Ooh, Mikel Yanin. Yeah. 
I mean, just Mikaelianine art in a Wonder Woman book is in and yeah. of itself one of the best ideas I've heard this year. Yeah, I gotta see this. But if that's not enough, you want to take a wild guess who shows up on Diana's doorstep asking for help? Cheetah. Who's the absolute last person who Wonder Woman would ever want to help? Uh, Ares. Getting closer, I think. Zeus. Okay, not not like Greek god though. <laughs> I have no idea. Tell me. Maxwell Lord. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maxwell Lord shows up needing help. No, thank you. Uh, Starting in April, Event Leviathan Checkmate, which spins out of the recent one shot about Event Leviathan. Um, It is Bindus and Alex Maleev with Green Arrow and Question and Talia and their other new Checkmate allies investigating. Sweet. In June, Simon Spurrier takes over Justice League for three issues. Intrigued. Um, Did you see where he accidentally tweeted from the Vertigo account? Yes. And everybody was like, oh my god, Vertigo's back! Yes. He's like, no, no, sorry. No, I'm dumb. No. (laughs) (laughs) I left it signed in. I'm dumb. Sorry, no. But you know what? It was a little bit of joy that everybody needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Vertigo adjacent, DC Black Label, uh, there is a new Dreaming 12-issue series starting uh, with G. Willow Wilson writing and Nick Robles on art. God damn it. That begins I was like, I April. can wait for trade on this, but then you said Nick Robles art. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ugh. 12 issues beginning in April. Fine. And I think that is all. I didn't miss any of yours, did I? I was nope. back and forth and up and down. Cool. I will say there is one that I saw somewhere and I could not find it right now. Uh, there is another Cena Grace book that starts in June that I saw okay. in someone's June solicitation. Huh. So when I find that again, I will let you know what it is. Okay. I didn't see that. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, Dang it. Because it was something that also sounded up your alley and also was Cena Grace. I mean, it's Cena Grace, so yeah. chances are good. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I don't remember which publisher it was, and it was okay. not like big two. And I read through three months worth of solicitations last night. So. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Killing Red Sonia, number one. This is the Red Sonia spinoff, also written by Mark Russell, about the deposed emperor's son seeking vengeance for her father's death? <laughs> Question mark? Uh, also next week, Road to Empire, the Kree Scroll War, number one. This is, I believe, a one-shot. This is the beginning of gearing up for Empire, as one might guess from that title. From the super fucking long title yes but do you know what this also is this Um, is robbie thompson writing and picking up from his uh, the scrolls miniseries stop adding books to me (laughs) never (laughs) oh fuck you robbie thompson damn it fine fine you win fine speaking of adding books to Jin, hellions number one which is yet another x book that starts next week uh psylocke and apocalypse no mr sinister and a bunch of other villain characters get their own team and also giant sized x-men nightcrawler one shot is next week yeah yeah uh, and the last of those, uh, it, there was, I guess, one other one other X book. Uh, the last of those and the Juggernaut five issue series also start up in 
think Juggernaut might start in May, but the last giant size is in June. Um, so see, you do have some number ones for next week. You just didn't realize it. Right. And I have a number four <laughs> for next week, too. Yeah? Yeah. I have downloaded the number one for your number four. Good. Good. Everyone needs to do this. Hill Lock. Number four comes out next week. This book is so good and so beautiful. And if you're not reading it and you like robots in the least, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't know. I just don't. I feel like I've been overly aggressive this episode. Um, I like this energy. I like this aggro energy. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep being aggro. Go get this damn book, yo. Get it. Yo. It's so good. You will not be upset. It's very good and it is beautiful beautiful anything else before we outro nope all right we would like to thank chase parker for our intro voiceover you can submit questions to us to read on the show at panelologypodcast.com you can support us on patreon at patreon.com slash panelology you can get merch at bit.ly slash panelology merch and i'm going to throw one out there that i don't normally explicitly on Twitter, at Panelology, if you want to distract yourself with conversation about comics. Yeah. Literally, at us, and we'll talk about comics with you. Yeah. All day long. All day long. Um, I right now have nothing but time, so, and mm. I'm usually the one watching that account. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for recommendations or want to engage in that way and distract yourself from the world we are here i'm alex i'm jenna oh wait and i'm jenna damn it go read comics